This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. Uh, Today's a very special episode, the beginning of uh, something new, but I'll get to that in a little bit. But first of all, I wanted to talk a little bit about ways you can support our podcast. Uh, First of all, one of the best ways you can support our podcast is by going to patreon.com slash chillfiltered and support us in a monetary way, and we'd be so grateful for that. We already have some really amazing Patreon sponsors already. And we're always down for um, a little extra help because that money that you're able to give us helps us to take care of, um, you know, internal uh, needs like buying microphones and, um, you know, buying certain bottles. And you can be a part of that. And we'd be so grateful for your support that way. Other ways you can support us are ratings, especially on Apple Podcasts. Uh, You can give us a five-star rating. You can even tell us some things we can improve in or things that you want us to continue to do as we have been doing. Uh, That's the business. Here's the podcast. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, and I'll get into it uh, very quickly, um, that it is a very special and new start for our podcast. Um, Adam is sadly gone. Um, uh, if you haven't listened to episode 80 yet, uh, I encourage you to make your way over to that episode before you listen to this one. Uh, Adam was diagnosed with diabetes and uh, has made the decision that he uh, needs to stop drinking. And that's definitely hard for the podcast um, because that was, you know, what it was based on was drinking whiskey. Uh, but I support uh, Adam completely in what he's doing for his health and to really take care of his body. Uh, and I support him in his new healthy lifestyle. I hit him up yesterday and he seems to be doing well and really sticking to, to the goals he's set for himself to start working out and start eating better. So wish him the best. And we're grateful, Adam, that you have been a part of this podcast so long. And we're grateful you uh, are helping us with the editing and all the producing stuff behind the podcast. So thank you, Adam. Uh, and as I mentioned on the last episode, episode 80, uh, we do have a replacement co-host. I'm really excited to be working with him, and we've been friends for a good amount of years, probably like six to eight years, probably about eight years, Um, but this guy's a big fan of whiskey, and he's one of our most supportive listeners, but he's no longer a listener, but rather a co-host. I introduce the world to Robbie Dedlow. Hey, Robbie, hey. how's it going? As I came a little early there, I'm, I'm coming in early, but I'm good otherwise. How you doing? <laughs> doing good. Yeah. Um, hey, Robbie, I thought I could ask you some basic uh, interview questions, I guess, to help right. the world, our listeners, um, get to know you a little better. Is, is that okay? Um, I, I, you have my consent. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. Tell me a little bit about you and your family, Robbie. Uh, we live in Boise, Idaho. I've got an amazing wife. We've been married... Oh gosh, math is not my strong suit. What is it? Six, uh, fourteen years? Thirteen years? Nice. Two thousand six. Anyway, it's been a while. I gotcha. Uh, we have a nine-year-old, um, and she's amazing. And we have two twin girls that are about two and a half years old. And uh, yep, just living out in Boise, Idaho, and life is good. They're amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, you know what I realized when you when you mentioned Boise is that today we're recording on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and New Year's Eve, my one of my favorite places, if not my favorite place to be in the world on New Year's Eve is Boise. And maybe you could explain why, because I know you know. <laughs> yeah. Cole loves to watch the potato drop. Uh, 
<laughs> and then uh, and then make really horrible puns out of root vegetables. Uh, yeah. After that, uh, no, but here in Boise, we uh, New Year's Eve in downtown, they have a potato suspended from a crane, and at midnight, the potato drops and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's like the uh, what are the Times Square? They do the ball drop. Yep. And in Boise, they're very proud of potatoes, as they should be. Some of the best potato dishes I've ever had are out there. <laughs> um, it, it, there's this place. If, if anyone goes to Boise, you got to hit up the Boise Fry Company and this place called uh, Big City Diner. I don't know. Is it diner? Or is it just big cities? Uh, it's not. Uh, do you think it's just big city? I don't know. Yeah, it's not really it's a diner. Delicious. It's more. Yeah, and they have the loaded potato dish, which will mm-hmm. rock your brain. It's so good. It's, um, it's the size of your head, so it could rock your brain. Um, Seriously, it'll it'll <laughs> it'll shut you down. It's like starch central. <laughs> it'll shut you down. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, for, so yeah, for, what do you do for a living, Robbie? Yeah, I'm a, I'm an educator. I teach and uh, teach in middle school and love it. And yeah, I teach special education, and it's uh, seriously like I can't believe I get paid to do it. And then I do that after oh, doing my paperwork, awesome. and I'm like, this is what I get paid to do is the paperwork because the kids. Yeah. Are fun. <laughs> But uh, that other stuff is it's just laborious. But no, yeah, that's what I do. That's cool. Yeah. So so I have a whiskey related question, I guess. What okay. is one of your first, if not your first experience you've had with whiskey? Um gosh, you know, so right at, I want to say it was right after you started getting into whiskey. You were out here for a New Year's. And mm-hmm. uh i you know, I like cocktails a lot. I like to mix and stuff, but yeah. whiskey was never my jam and you're like dude i gotta i'm gonna buy you something we're gonna drink it and you're gonna love it uh so we stopped at uh one of the liquor stores and you picked up a bottle of eagle rare and we yes. drank it we drank it uh we drank it <laughs> you loved it and i was like yeah i don't think i really get into whiskey and uh you left the bottle at our place i think you also left a bottle of 1792 um oh that's well. right and uh you know i was like and then we'll say that spring i was like you know what I should start getting into whiskey. I, I think I could see myself liking it. And, uh, you know, started with some Eagle Rares and Cokes and eventually did less Coke. And, and here, and then you just kept pushing stuff on me. And, and you know, like you're, you, you gatewayed me into loving it. So, yeah. No, that's great. Cause, yeah, I mean, we would, we, my wife and I would come visit you and your wife. And, um, and I would just like be happy to just bring goodies. Like I, I probably oh, shared yeah. almost every big bottle I've had with you because I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to try this. Like I'm just that way, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's the whiskey community is just like you have really good friends that enjoy whiskey. You just shower them with your good stuff and sometimes, even especially if, if they even can if, appreciate. And even if they don't appreciate it, Cole just showers you with it until you do. And I think uh, the first time I was like, yeah, I really can like whiskey. Uh, we went downtown and you bought me uh, some Red Breast 21. Yeah, that's and right. And I didn't I, know it would be so expensive. Oh man, yeah, they they marked that sucker up. But uh, yeah, it was like it was like seventy five bucks a pour. I want to say it was more than that. It was. Oh, I mean, it was crazy. a lot. It was. Luckily, it was I was. Yeah. No, I was. I I think I had some good jewelry income at that well, point, I, so I was like, I, oh, it's not a big deal. They told me the price, and I was like, I don't need it. And you're like, no, you're gonna get it. So anyway, but yeah, I drank that, and I was like, oh my gosh, like my it blew my mind away, like how is this whiskey and so ever since then it's just kind of been that pursuit of well, what's this one gonna taste like what's that one gonna you know and it's good stuff good stuff that's cool so i guess what what is one of your favorite uh whiskey memories besides i guess that um gosh whiskey memories i think uh one, one of the best ones um is uh you guys eagle rare 17 episode and uh, my oh. dad was not doing well health-wise he passed away uh last October. 
Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. he was around the time he was about to pass away and I knew it was coming and uh, I reached out to you and Adam. I was like, Hey, what are you guys drinking next? Cause I just, I could do some drinking friends right now. And you said Eagle Rare 17. I was like, well, forget that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, you, you got the courier to make a special stop out here. And, uh, I got to listen to that episode and, and share a drink with my buddies, you know, and, and kind of grieve and mourn a little bit. So I think that's one of, I think that's just one of my favorite whiskey memories. Cause it's just kind of like, you know, that's the power of friendship and something to come together and vibe on. It's, you know, it's kind of it's the best no i agree and uh speaking of speaking of the courier i i don't know if you were um alerted by email the courier sends out emails sometimes okay um but i have something headed your way and it should probably be there by the end of the week um yeah and uh, the courier has at least nine samples that he will be uh, sharing with you so i uh, I i'm looking forward to the future episodes we got going down I'm looking forward to opening that box. I tell you, every time Cole comes, there's he always brings samples, and it's always amazing. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm I'm getting my repertoire together here, my, uh, building up my cash. So I'll hopefully get a few ready to send back when he stops by here to get back down to you. So we should be good to nah, go. That sounds good. Now nah, yeah. that sounds great to me. Um, so how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. It was. <laughs> we have two and a half year olds, and uh, this is the first yeah. time it's been doable in two and a half years like kids were happy yeah like like chelsea and i just got to kind of chill a lot of the time you know it was busy i mean there's a lot of busyness going on but the little girls were happy they love getting presents they love playing with their presents um our oldest mara she you know was enjoying life got a new bike and like was she was really able to kind of um see the joy in her sister's faces for the first time and that she was really happy. So it was, a, and both sides of the family coming to town were all sick and luckily no one really got anything yet. Knock on wood. Hopefully that's the case, but I like counted as a Christmas miracle. It was a good Christmas. Yeah. How hey. was your Christmas? How was um, your big trip? Oh yeah. So we, yeah, we went out to, um, New Jersey, which is cool. Actually I had really, and I think I even mentioned that last episode that I had really been hoping that my family like got along yeah. And was like, you know, like all just clicked and nothing like super controversial was brought up so we could fight about it or anything like that. It was actually flawless in that way. Nice. Uh, we That's had good. a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I want to say like, um, we like played, you know what Jackbox is? Um, is that the th- game on the fire TV thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And, you played, um, we played it with you guys last time you were here. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and actually Adam was the one who showed me that, um, but uh, yeah, we we played a lot of that, and we did like puzzles, and we and we both basically like hung out near the beach, oh, uh, nice. not too much outside because it was cold. But um, yeah, it was like it was amazing. It was probably the best family oh, get together we've had in a long time. So that's good. See, yeah. the best and thing about we, best thing about go ahead get together like that. It makes you like excited for the next one instead of like worrying, you know. So that's good. Leave on a yeah. good note. And yeah, seriously. And I I feel like everyone was like trying to, yeah, to get along which we're not like a super like fighty family it's just like sometimes i really don't like when we talk about like controversial things like politics or like mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it is and then we're like oh great now we're not going to get along for the rest of the time <laughs> um but yeah we went down to virginia as well we took an amtrak and surprised heather's family nice. yeah and that was pretty awesome they take they spoil us rotten like we we're like going to steakhouses and like uh, they were like taking us to the outlets and like buying us stuff, and it's just oh, it's just awesome. unbelievable how generous they are. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so anyway, I guess today, 
uh, we we are drinking something, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Today we're actually going to be drinking a uh, classic single barrel, and it's by the name of Blanton's. Uh, it's a bourbon, and it's from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. I'll get into it in a hot second. Um, but anything else you wanted to talk about, Robbie, before we uh, take a quick break? No, let's get to this break. I've been sniffing this bourbon. I'm ready to roll. Dude, seriously, I'm ready to make that, <laughs> that pop. So, um, yeah, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, it's Adam here from Mortarbox Media. Hope you guys are enjoying this first episode of Chill Filtered with the new co-host, Robbie Dedlow. I know that I am. Hey, while you're here and listening to my voice, just wanted to tell you about my other podcast. Well, currently my only podcast. It's called Madison Story Slam, where we hear true stories told by real people And uh, every now and then, we have just an occasional interview with somebody interesting. On the podcast, you can hear funny stories, sad stories, serious stories, and everything in between. We believe that we build community through storytelling because everybody has a story to tell. And in every story, there's something that everybody can relate to. So search out Madison Story Slam on your favorite podcasting app, and you will find us. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and a review. We appreciate that so much and all that stuff. Anyway, enough of taking up your time with my time. Back to Chill Filtered. All right. We are back with Chill Filtered. Uh, today we're drinking, like I just mentioned, we're drinking Blanton's. And I wanted to go into a little bit of the history of this one. So I wrote down and kind of researched a lot of things, as I normally do. Um, so first I wanted to talk about, uh, the Buffalo Trace Distillery and the guy named Albert Blanton or Blanton. Uh, so Buffalo Trace Distillery was built on the banks of the Kentucky river in, uh, Frankfort, Kentucky, Franklin County. Uh, there's been distilling on that site since the late 1700s, which is pretty cool. Uh, the first actual distillery though was constructed in 1812, and it wasn't given like an official name until it was eventually purchased by uh, Edmund Haynes Taylor, where we get E.H. Taylor from. Uh, and that was in 1870. Uh, he called it the yeah Old Fire Copper Distillery or the OFC Distillery. And along apparently came a guy named Albert Blanton. Uh, he began working at the distillery in 1897 when he was 16 years old. And he actually grew up in the area just outside of Frankfurt. But when he started at uh, OFC, he began working as like an office boy, helping out in the office. Uh, He eventually worked in like quite a few roles uh, throughout the distillery. And until he was um, promoted by the company to superintendent of the distillery, the warehouse, and the bottling plant. And that was in 1912. So he'd only been working there. Let's do the math. 15 years. So that's a long time, I guess. But like, I'm not doing uh, the math. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, <laughs> the second time yeah, my math like, came up, but I'm avoiding it. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I got I to gotta, I gotta make a quick uh, digression. Um, so today, speaking of math, um, okay. 
I was chilling at my desk working, you know, mm-hmm. working hard and doing stuff. And um, one of my coworkers was like, hey, did we get raises? <laughs> and okay. uh, and so him and I check our like, um, you know, internal like salary thing. And I got a raise today. <laughs> oh, nice. That's a nice surprise. And so I like, yeah, it was a very pleasant surprise. And it was like an end of year thing, I guess. Um, but it wasn't like a performance raise and it wasn't like a exam raise, which usually happens in my field. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'll take it. And it wasn't, I mean, it was like maybe a cost of living raise, but it was actually a little bit more than I would expect any cost nice. of living raise to be. Yeah, so I'm going to take it. Speaking Perfect. of math. Actually, um, this, this could be your chance to move up in status in the company and be like, listen, this is nice of you, but I can't accept this. You're too good to me. Like, instead of just yeah. taking it, just be like, oh, I can't, you know, and be like, oh, you're yeah. so polite. I don't know. Yeah, this guy's That's probably not places. a good business move. <laughs> no, no, he's like they're like this guy's got upper management written all over him. This or guy's like an that. idiot. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> okay, so I guess digression uh, re-railed. Uh, where was I? So anyway, yeah. By this point, uh, when Blanton's baby, our uh, Blanton dog, uh, Albert Blanton, uh, he was the superintendent. The distillery was actually called the George T. Stagg Distillery. It had changed from the OFC. Uh, He worked for the company for approximately 55 years, and he eventually passed away in 1959. Uh, He was responsible for hiring an Elmer T. Lee, uh, one of Mm -hmm. Buffalo Trace's most famous master distillers, and he even earned colonel status, which, of course, uh, we've mentioned a few times on the podcast that in Kentucky, it's like a honorary um status that you're called like you know like colonel sanders or like um who else like colonel e.h taylor and so even uh, albert blanton's was colonel albert blanton um and that's actually bestowed by the commonwealth of kentucky so it's not just like given to cool people it's like it's actually like from a commonwealth yeah exactly And that's like pretty weird. I so let me uh, yeah. So commonwealths are weird because they are basically states, but they're really proud to call themselves not a state, but they're states. Anyway, um, Blanton's single barrel. So Elmer T. Lee uh, introduced Blanton's in, to the public in 1984, right before he retired the next year. Uh, it's the first modern brand marketed as a single barrel bourbon. I didn't know that actually. Huh. Um, single so barrel, Blanton's, of Blanton's course. Is the fir- Blanton's is the first one modeled as a single barrel? Yeah, the first modern one. So, of course, modern, they did it back in the yeah. day where, you know, you, yeah, do, yeah. you just pour a barrel in. You but, yeah, this is the one that was like... Huge amounts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this was like the first uh, big one in that realm. And single barrel, as we've probably discussed a few times on the podcast, is every bottle came from exactly one barrel. Uh, and so, not the other way around of like every barrel went into one bottle. Of course, a lot of bottles go into one barrel. But there's no mixing. There's no blending before putting it in the bottle. There's just uh, cutting with water. And in this case, to 93 proof. Um, but it's actually from mash bill number two from Buffalo Trace. And it shares that uh, mash bill with Ancient Age, Elmer T. Lee, Hancock's Reserve, and Rock Hill Farms. Um, it is a high rye bourbon mash, meaning m- mostly corn on the mash bill. And then the remainder is mostly rye. Um, we've had actually Blanton's on the podcast before, but it wasn't the standard. It was actually the SFTB, mm-hmm. which is straight from the barrel and which was one of my favorite we've ever had on the podcast. Um, in yeah, fact, but- it was number one last year. 
was yeah and you brought i think you brought uh that sample this last summer and it was amazing dude it's like pure butterscotch it was oh, incredible it was delicious and so um the straight from the barrel as well as like the gold and the green label and everything besides the standard buffalo i mean standard blends is not sold in the u.s um and why is that and we've discussed this on the straight from the barrel episode uh so feel free to listen to that i feel like that was a great episode um but it was purchased the brand of blanton's was purchased by age international and i believe i might be wrong on this um, but i believe the whole like mashville number two no no that's not the case it's just blanton's uh maybe a few other mashville number twos but um but it was purchased by a japanese company called age international uh, in the nineties and they only sell standard blends in the U S but they sell the other ones internationally, but not in the U S it's so weird. And I don't know mm-hmm. why they do that. It almost seems like kind of mean that they're just like, we're only going to give you the <laughs> lower end blends, even though blends is amazing. Oh yeah. Um, but their other ones are really cool offerings. Uh, it's age six to eight years in warehouse H and that, that's Buffalo Trace's only metal-clad warehouse. And they claim that that warehouse uh, develops heat and retains heat in a different way. So it might speed age. And I hate that term, speed age. Uh, but they use the I guess they use the term rapid aging uh, a little more with the <laughs> metal warehouse. Rebranded. Um, yeah. And uh, it's 93 age. proof. Yeah, I don't. They, they didn't use that term. I just hate that term because it's like, yeah. oh, great, you just cut corners. Yeah. Um, and the cork stoppers. Uh, if you notice, uh, if anyone's drinking blends, you'll see a horse on the top of the cork stopper, mm-hmm. and it looks like a grenade. The bottle itself, like, actually, it's supposed to look like a barrel, but it kind of looks like a grenade. It does look um, like a grenade. An American yeah, grenade. Exactly. Yeah, and it doesn't look like like it, there's there's no getting around that. Like it looks more like a grenade than it does a um what do you call it a barrel easily. Yeah, but but whatever. But yeah, the cork to me like it's a it's a bar- whiskey barrel. I'd be like, oh okay, well maybe I don't know. I yeah, mean, it's, it's way I've too a- geometric to be a barrel. Those got you know exactly. Know. Yeah, but it's cool. Whatever works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fancy. Yeah, it does feel fancy, and it's got a cool like stopper that's uh, got like a bronze or brass um, horse on it. And then one of the cool things is that each um, each letter of the word Blanton's is um, available on one of the cork stoppers. And I have an L on the top of mine. Robbie, what what letter do you have? It's certainly not a U like I thought it was. It's an O. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, you might get like a B or an L or an A or whatever it is. Um, you can get the whole the whole letters, so you can kind of collect them all. Um, but it is hard to find these um, these days. Blanton's is super rare, and you might want to pick it up if you see it because it's very worth it. Um, mm-hmm. And especially if you can find it at like a, re- a reasonable retail price. Um, I actually got my bottle at the Buffalo Trace um, gift shop at the in Frankfort, Kentucky. I've had it for a few years, and it's nice. amazing. Um, and then I'm curious, Robbie, what is the date of um, I guess barreling uh, dumped? Says, yeah, what's your dump date? Dumped. I know it's, a, <laughs> it's such a fancy whiskey that gets dumped. Um, <laughs> mine was October third, two thousand nineteen. Nineteen, you said? Nineteen, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it was recent. When did you get it? Um, I'm going to say end of October, beginning of oh, November, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, got I lucky. guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 
I I got mine in the summer of 2016, and I guess it was I got it in early August, and it was dumped in uh, late <laughs> June. So it was six twenty seven sixteen, and it's cool. It's got a handwritten label. Each one is actually like handwritten on. Um, and if you go to Buffalo Trace, the uh, distillery, you'll see some of the the ways they like they they very much uh, put Blanton's in the front and center uh, when they're bottling and like. And if you get Freddie Johnson as a uh, as a tour guide, you'll be blown away by just what goes into Blanton's. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, the uh, proof I mentioned is ninety three, and the total wine price, which is pretty low considering, uh, is fifty six ninety nine if you can find it. Secondary, I don't see it breaking a hundred typically, um, but sometimes you can find it for you know like eighty. But usually yeah. it'll stop at about a hundred. Um, so that's the uh, that's the history I got today. What do you say we pop this beast? Oh, I am ready. I am very ready. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the cork pop. Here we go. Nice. Ooh. Nice thunk. A plunk. <laughs> All right. So so I also made a decision. Uh, that we will um, do what we intended to do about getting two glasses. And this is a suggestion from one of our Patreon uh, listeners, uh, Miles Ferguson. He's like, you should really consider doing two glasses, one for the water and one for the ice, so you don't double the loot. And I'm going to take that advice. And so Robbie and I, from here forward, are going to do two glasses. So yeah. here goes the pour. So what do you, you catch anything on the nose yet? You know in true uh, chill filtered fashion, I've, I've got a little bit of a cold. So, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I took I have a cold sinus, so my sinus was fairly clear. But I'm real faint, just like just a you know your traditional bourbon. I'm getting lots of apples, um, caramel, but really just kind of a gentle. Like it's it's not over pronounced or anything like that. It's just there. Yeah, yeah, and the apples. I'm really catching apples. That was a really good uh, note. Um, it's like blazing apples on my nose, like, and almost a little uh, coroniness. Um, okay. Like almost a, just a sweet corn, uh, which okay. makes sense, you know. I thought you said coriander, coriandiness, and I was like, oh, I don't get coriander at all, but okay. But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, definitely. I can see the corn. I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll write that one down. Lots of respect. So if if the listeners out there, I really encourage you to listen to uh, Robbie in my first episode when he was a guest host. Um, it was I don't remember the number. It was like in the fifties or something like that. Um, I but like I do remember. Okay, cool. But I do remember um, it was on the uh, Rogue Spirits Dead Guy or whiskey, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty funny. But Robbie uh, was able to tell us that. Um, he was he put together a spreadsheet on a few of our episodes and one of the um topics that the spreadsheet covered was how many things Cole respected that episode. <laughs> and uh and so so we'll have to start writing down all the things that we respect together. Mutual <laughs> <laughs> um, respect. Yeah. Have you gone um, in for a taste yet? Not yet. Have you? Yes, I did. Okay. So you explain I'll I'll take a sip myself. So really I'm like, not really apples on it. Like, I'm just corn forward for sure. It just tastes like a mm-hmm. really uh, mellowed kind of corn. Not like it doesn't taste like mellow corn, but it's just like a really muted <laughs> um, it's corn corn whiskey taste, I guess. And it's but it's amazing. It's an amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's um, super pleasant. 
Um, there's not a bit of it that's like, oh, this is harsh in any direction. Um, I am getting like a berries, almost like a mixed berries. Like maybe okay. raspberry is the the big one that I'm getting, but like it's very sharp uh, sweetness uh, that you might get from mm-hmm. like almost like a acidic-y berry uh, taste, but um, but not harsh, not like. I don't know. It is sharp, but it's not harsh, I guess. So, yeah, and I like it. I just it really sits on the middle of my palate. Like, just feel like just lingering in the back on the just like the middle part of my tongue. It's got it lasts for a while too. I like that. It's good. Yeah, really nice finish in that way. Like, I mm-hmm. haven't sipped in like probably twenty twenty five seconds, and it's still like very very pleasant, very smooth. Um, apples, yeah, I think apples are number one so okay. far as I'm getting it. And I will say, I think too, like even just for, you know, it's not high proof, but it definitely, I think it kind of has a little bit of a high proof kind of feel to it to me. I mean, just a yeah. little bit of a mild kind of burn there. Yeah. It's, it definitely doesn't feel like around 93. It feels more like a hundred to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to drop a few drops of water in it. Okay. And I wonder, I wonder if they chill filter this. I don't know. Like, I, I honestly don't know if that swirliness comes from chill filtration, but I assume it has a lot to do with it because chill filtration basically takes out a lot of the uh, fatty acids that you can typically get that, like, uh, change at least the, the color. Not the color, more so the consistency you'll see. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed that on previous episodes, but uh, for those who are listening to this one without listening to that, yeah, that's basically chill filtration is not always about particulates. More so, it's about like the fatty acids and uh, that you'll see in um, like the swirliness sometimes. But I got mm-hmm. a little bit of swirliness when I added water, but we'll see how it goes on the it, nose. Uh, it changed my nose, man. Getting, yeah. I get a lot more uh, like cinnamon almost. Uh-huh. So it's just a little more spice, like cinnamon, I think. Yeah. I'm getting like much more of a brighter apple. Um, I'm not super getting cinnamon, but like, um, I'm not against it. Oh yeah. I'm getting lots of cinnamon. just like across the top of a latte cinnamon kind of a thing. Oh really? I love that. Um, a little bit, a little bit of apples too. Yeah. I'm going to go for a sip cause this, I mean, it smells, I think it smells better on the nose than it did with the neat pour. It's just very, I would agree surprisingly, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I, uh, it's much more pleasant to me. I don't know. Not that mm-hmm. the neat wasn't, it's just. So, wow. Um, okay. So, <laughs> I'm getting the cough. Um, <laughs> I think so far as I'm getting on the palate is it wasn't as good as the neat pour. Um, it, it bittered out a little bit at the end um, with the finish. Um, but it wasn't as like, uh, I liked, so what it did was it kind of opened up the, um, it like spread the spectrum of, of the flavors I was getting, Okay. but it kind of, it really watered it down and I only put a few drops in, uh, but it felt mm-hmm. like it really just like took away a lot of the potency, it, which okay. is why so far I like the neat pour more than the water. Okay. How many, uh, how, how big of a glass did you pour yourself? Um, not too much, easily less than an ounce. Okay. I went, yeah, I went overboard. I went about an ounce on mine. 
<laughs> um, just because we're yeah, having friends overnight. And I was like, well, what I don't finish during the podcast, I'll finish, you know, while I'm cooking dinner. Um, nice. But uh, I think, so I only did two drops and I had an ounce. And I definitely, now I'm starting to kind of get that bitter aftertaste. But the mouthfeel, I think, was improved a lot. It was uh, one of my favorite mouthfeels I got. Kind of was like, uh, like a butter kind of coating your mouth kind of thing. Um, yeah. I got the, no, that I a little bit more, which well. I like a lot. No, I like but that. Definitely, but definitely, it yeah, that lingering um, aftertaste, it definitely gets a little bitter there. Yeah, which is too bad because it is it is pretty bright in a good way. But, um, yeah, it spreads it kind of thin with a little bit of like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just not, it's not a great finish compared, especially compared to the neat pour. Yeah, yeah agreed. So I'm going to add a little ice to this one now. All right, yeah, and I would say like... It, I, I can't tell I, taste wise. It's still kind of like a corn, but it really, I don't know. As the corn taste is not there as much. I'm getting a lot more just kind of apple on it with the water. But that's a good point. I didn't even realize that the corn mostly left at the uh, at the water. See, now I'm getting berries with the cube. I'm getting berries. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm getting much more of a muted. It's like it's not super. Uh, potent on the nose but i am mm-hmm. getting berries as well but it's it's not anywhere near what the neat and the water uh pours were where it was like really potent on the nose especially like it's almost like half or less of okay. the flavors that i typically would have gotten mm-hmm. see one thing i think about blanton's i think it's like people who don't like whiskeys a lot or, or semi-interested i think it's like a really good go-to um, in general, because I, I mean, it's not robust or huge anyway. It's just solid and good, you know. And that's kind of what I'm yeah. getting with the ice now. It's like I'm like, I could give that to anybody, and they go, "That's you know, it's oh good." You know, I think it's palatable with the ice for sure. It's a uh, good. I I wouldn't prefer it, but I could see someone who's just getting into whiskey really liking that. Hmm. Yeah, I um. I totally agree with you. This is like a great starter whiskey in that way. Like even if someone enjoys whiskey or, or bourbon or is like, this is one of their first times you can hand this to almost anyone who can appreciate liquor at least. And they'll be like, yeah, "Yeah, this is good. And, uh, I gotta say there's something about adding water or adding ice to this, the, the, the coolness of it and the taste. It wasn't, I don't think I even got a bad finish like I did with the water, which is weird. Yeah, I'm waiting for the bitter to come if it does, but it's I, I'm not yeah. getting it. Yeah, it's super weird because normally when you just like dis, or dilute it a little bit, you'll get that bitter from then on. Mm-hmm. But it's weird. There's probably more, you know, there's more water in this now because of the dilution of the ice um, than we would have just a few drops of water. But yeah, really good nose now. For some reason, it opened up quite a bit and the berries are like blazing. Yeah, I'm getting huh. lots of berries. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I totally said that not into the mic. <laughs> no, you're fine. Had my face buried um, in the glass. I I prefer this to the water easily. There's um, almost like a carameliness to it and like a caramelized sugar to it with the ice. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I think I think it just depends on the occasion. I would go neat or I would go ice. But with that drop of water, the, the I love the mouthfeel with a drop of water but yeah yeah 
And then one of the other things, before we get into ratings and like um, deciding what we think of this one altogether, one of the things that I was advised from some of our listeners was we shouldn't, um, we should judge based on the best of it, not based on the worst of it. So like Mm -hmm. if it's got a really good neat pour and it's got a really bad ice pour, um, just, just base it on the neat pour. Um, and just don't look at the things that are like potentially we could make it bad by adding ice or adding yeah. water or, you know, something like that. So I, I agree with that. And I'm happy to just go with the best pour is what I'm going to judge this okay. based on. All right. So any, I, I guess I'll think about it real quick. What would I give it? I would definitely give this a love it because it is so pleasant. Like, really I guess is. that word is pretty ambiguous, but like it is not harsh. It's it's just smooth. It's um sweet. I, I love a good sweet mm-hmm. bourbon, and it's and it's just but it's very not overly um, sweet though. You know, it's not. Yeah, I'm mean, like you could. Yeah, it's throw back a few of these and not feel like you've had too much sweetness. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and this is like um like it's got a spice to it, but it's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that berries and apples is like almost like eating a great apple pie. Uh, this would go really well with like a caramel apple pie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead. I think I'm going to give it an 8.3. I don't want to give it a high eight. Um, but it's like trustworthy. It's, it's reliable. Like even though it's a single barrel product where we get a lot of, you know, variety, I guess, and across the barrels mm-hmm. or across the bottles. Um, not a lot. I mean, there's a decent amount, but there's enough to yeah. notice sometimes. Um, but I think it's just always good. Absolutely. And, I would liken it to yeah. like, I have a, I have this one sweatshirt and mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice sweatshirt and it's comfortable. It's like, it's kind mm-hmm. of my go-to. Like if I, I could kind of dress it up a little bit, like, and not look like I'm a slob wearing it is, I want to say it's kind of like that where it's, or it's like a nice pair of boots where it's like, you could dress it down, dress it up. Like this is kind of your utility bourbon. I would say it's middle of the road. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would agree. I think, you know, I don't want to, I'm going to be a little cautious here on my first, uh, ratings i don't want to get too wild i gotta set a good standard <laughs> right but i was gonna go yeah, eight, yeah just solid straight eight um i will say it is probably one of my favorite bourbons period um yeah yeah i go out to a restaurant and i see blanton that's kind of what i want to go for i just know it's going to be good and it can it's just yeah. it's delicious yeah it's good stuff yeah i agree yeah and i'm i'm cool with that i'm very cool with that. i respect <laughs> that um <laughs> So, anything else you wanted to do before we get into the next segment of uh, Whiskey World News? Yeah. Well, I, just kind of going back to the look of the bottle. It's funny. Um, you know, <clears throat> Adam last week uh, had the, or it was last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. he uh, had the article about Blanton's and its popularity and stuff like that. And it was funny because uh, I was listening to that episode when I was working out in uh, my home gym. And uh, typically, I, I'll watch a show or something like that. And so, I've been watching um, Ballers on HBO but it's uh-huh. funny. I after I, I don't know if it's because I'm just that's uh, what the whatever effect where you think of it so you see it more. But I started oh, noticing yeah. like in most shots in their offices they always have a bottle of Blantons, and I think part of that is because it just has a fancy look to it. Yeah, you know? I don't know. Anyway, did, no, I, throw I agree. No, hundred percent down. For Not even that the show is that great. It's just I just like hey, they got a lot of Blantons, so 
yeah anyway that's all i wanted to add (laughs) (laughs) no it's perfect um so yeah no i agree and like looking i mean even just the the we i mean yeah we read that article you know two weeks ago or whatever where it was just so sought after and when i Mm -hmm. went to europe um, I would walk into places. And I'm like, "Do you guys have any American whiskey?" And they're like, "Well, we don't have blends." And I'm like, <laughs> "They wow, just knew." And I, I got that like a bunch of times, and um, so it was just crazy, like how much hype it's got to it. I mean, it's almost got the hype of like Pappy with the price below a hundred. Um, so I think that's kind of cool about it. Yeah, uh, but I, I just, guess I, yeah. I just killed my uh, my iced one, and. The long, it's so it's fairly diluted now, but it just it tastes like a Capri Sun, like I'm drinking a berry Capri Sun. Yo, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yummy, good stuff. So I guess we'll uh, we'll break into our yep. next segment, which I'll let uh, Robbie take the lead on. But we're gonna take a quick break before we get there, and the break is in the form of the whiskey world news music. So here we go. So uh, time for Whiskey World News. It's a part where we like to read an article, and we'll uh, let you know who's by, where you can find it, and in no way, shape, or form take credit for having written it or being our intellectual property. But uh, it's kind of funny. You were mentioning uh, just um, chill filter process in general. What were you saying about fat? Yeah, um, like uh, fatty acids. and Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because uh, this article has some fat in it. So here we go. This is, uh, funny enough from popular mechanics. Uh, it's written by Aaron Goldfarb and it's titled, trust us. Infusing whiskey is delicious. Here's how to do it with peanut butter and bacon. Um, there's a phase college students go through where they decide cheap, clear liquor needs an upgrade, but what really can an aspiring dorm room mixologist do with a non-discerning palate, limited funds and not enough time. Ah, yes, infuse. Just throw Skittles or frozen blueberries or any other easily accessible sweet accoutrement into the plastic handle and wait. The resulting concoction is probably awful, and it will be consumed anyways. Don't be ashamed. (laughs) If you went through that phase, you may now have disposable income to buy fancier bottles, but that does not mean you should quash that adventurous spirit. You know, the same one that drove you to throw Pop Rocks into Smirnoff, which after I read this, I'm like, now I kind of feel like I have to throw Pop Rocks. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Never did that. Um, Harness that desire to meddle with your liquor cabinet, and you can create some truly wild and delicious drinks. With proper guidance, of course, the best way to start your adult infusing journey is with whiskey, a complex and resilient spirit that pairs so well with equally bold, complex flavors like meat. But don't just drop some ground round in a bottle of Jim Beam and call it a day. (laughs) To infuse whiskey with more ambitious food stuff, you're going to need to learn a tricky tactic called fat washing. First detailed huh. 2007 food and wine article by top-notch booze writer Nick Fachald. Fat won't dissolve into most liquids, but it will dissolve into alcohol. Freezing that mixture until the fat's resolidifies, then straining it off completes the process. This is the only way to infuse a spirit with the flavors of, say, brown butter or hazelnuts or, yes, meat, without leaving any chunkiness or greasiness behind. Um... He says he recommends using a full bottle for any infusion. You don't want to make a small batch. You'll also lose a bit in the process. So don't necessarily infuse with a really pricey whiskey. Look for about 15 to 10 or 15 to $30 spirit. Um, Anything that is soluble fats can be fat washed from bacon to Nutella. There's no really no right or wrong way with infusions. When you have an idea and there's no recipe online, just follow your gut. But in general, keep these steps in mind. 
Choose ingredients that will diffuse. So anything with fat, duck fat, avocado oil, butterfingers, go wild. Add liquefied fat, hot if possible, to whiskey. Afterward, put the entire Cambro in the freezer for as long as 12 hours, but quite possibly for a couple days. Skim the fat off the top, strain the rest, then put the infused whiskey back into the original bottle and store in the fridge to fresh keep. So, Cole, are you at any point, anytime soon, going to be putting any sort of meat into your whiskey? You know, I I was looking (laughs) through my my cabinet yesterday, or maybe it was today, and I'm like, oh, look, a bottle of Jack on the bottom. And I don't normally put that on the top of my shelf where it can be well seen. Uh, it was a gift to me, so I keep it and probably have uses for it here and there. But mm-hmm. I have never done that before. But I wonder what I would add to it. See, this is something I can see you doing in general. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, I, even last year when we were hanging out, we got you and your wife a, or a we like kind of made our own, yeah, like a gin infusion set. Yeah. And I could see like adding like a vanilla bean or something to like, um, to like Jack Daniels and see how that goes. Cause mm-hmm. that could use a little more oomph, uh, Jack Daniels, cause it's like 80 proof and could use like a little more something to kick it up. Um, and I'm not and against you think, that. You think I, vanilla bean's going to kick it up? <laughs> you chose like well, literally not, the most maybe. like common phrase of being plain Jane, vanilla bean. Yeah, but like but like more vanilla, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What would you do? Um, so honestly, you like, had to. You know, I think we are going to do this next time we're together, uh, first of all. But I'm thinking yes. like... Like when it said hazelnuts, I'm like, oh yeah, you can throw, like do some nuts. Like I don't know, like so I'm thinking like hazelnut sounds great, but meat wise, I think you got to go bacon, right? Yeah, do do some would... bacon something or other with it, like uh, yeah, yeah, bacon would be a lot better than like adding like uh, a really nice cooked ribeye. So I can't think of any other yeah. meats like I would add, except for like maybe uh, pepperoni would be disgusting. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> So did I tell you I'm I'm gonna get into like sausage making? Of course you're getting into sausage making. No, you didn't mention that. <laughs> but see, yeah. that, that see that statement right there is why I can see you doing like just a project of adding any project actually, especially one like adding meat to a whiskey. So sausage making, Cole, huh? Yeah, so I'm getting into that. Uh, my first my first uh, order of business is gonna be chorizo, like an aged chorizo. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah. Y- you know, but, if you cut, get, yeah, I wouldn't never, add that to whiskey. What's that? So Boise has the big Basque community up here. Yeah, that's right. And we have, we have yeah. some good friends. Um, they're, uh, her parents are actually from the Basque region. I don't know if it's a region. Mm-hmm. Or she's, they are Basque from Spain, but they make chorizo mm-hmm. every year. So really? it's usually it's usually around like Thanksgiving, Christmas time. So if you're ever up this way, we, I can introduce you to them. They've been doing it for years, and it's like the most delicious meat ever. So good. Yo, Ooh, that's there it is great. right there. Now I'm thinking like chorizo, chorizo with uh, I'm probably like a rye. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna do chorizo with some sort of rye. Not a bad idea. Let's just get this going. At okay. least like a cheap whiskey. We'll do it with like Crown Royal or something like that with like okay. their rye or something like that. Okay. Yeah. That'll yeah, I like that. Oh, you know what? Speaking oh. of Crown Royal, that's one thing I was thinking about blends too. Is I am a sucker for gimmicks, and I remember when I yeah. was a kid, Sam Washett, my neighbor across the street, had a Crown Royal uh-huh. bag that he would, his, you know, dad gave him to 
keep his coins in. And I thought, that is the most fancy thing I've ever seen. That's so cool. Cause like, <laughs> you know, the purple roll, but that's the cool thing about Blanton's too. It's like you pull it out of the box. It's got, it's in a little bag and then you got like the netting around it and then the stoppers on with like the stirrups and stuff like that with the wax around it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They just, they, they got the gimmick down. That's for sure. And then yeah. you buy it anyway. They definitely do. They do. Yeah, it helps. It makes you feel fancy when you're drinking Crown Royal oh, you until you like get more into whiskey. Man. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, Crown Royal. Like they have a bag when it's like twenty three bucks a bottle. But you know what? You show up to a party with a bagged whiskey. True. And that's some people true. will think you're fancy, man. Yeah, that's what I have to do. And like people don't, people aren't very aware of like whiskey. Um, and I'll just be like, yo. I got the bag one. And they'll be like, oh, this one comes with a bag. And you're like, yeah, not many do. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull out my whiskey sack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I got it. Yeah, we're going to try that next time we're together for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it sounds like it could so, be completely disgusting, but we'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's worth, worth a shot. We'll do like half yeah. a bottle. Yeah. Um, so I thought also, this being the new season, I guess the okay. new uh, start of um, Chill Filtered, um, I thought we'd do a really quick segment, and this is okay. called, What Whiskey Would You Choose? And it's what? pretty simple. You're given a scenario, you're given like a dilemma or a situation where you have to choose a whiskey, whether it be like a situation where you're like, all right, Jim Beam or Jack right now, or if you're like, um, you know, something fancy, like any of the antique collection bottles go. Okay. Um, or you're at a you're in a situation and you're like I need a good whiskey for that I can choose whatever whiskey I want <laughs> uh, within you know a reasonable price range. My thought is like you're um, in a situation where you get the shakes, you know, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like the quick go is, uh, uh, hand sanitizer ah crap yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'm trying to think what when I say I'd be like uh, quick uh, mouthwash yeah. <laughs> um so my question or my intro today and we'll probably like switch off every now and then who does this or who gives the situation but today's situation is this you're going camping and you're in the woods you know with friends or family and you only have one flask but you can fill that flask up with anything of course you don't want to fill it up with something too expensive because it's literally a flask while you're camping but you want to you know you want to get something that's like 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 everyone's gonna enjoy when they take a little swig but also, you can only take one. So, anything okay. come to your mind? Because I got one. Okay. Well, I'll, me, I'm definitely going something cask strength. Okay. Because yes. one flask, one flask is not a lot, and you definitely want to get your bang for your buck. Yeah. Um, I'm th- and it's a flask, so I'm thinking probably go with. Oh gosh. I don't know. Why don't you Why don't you share first? Let me think here for a second. Okay. Yeah, you keep thinking. So I actually, I I got I guess I brought this up because I have my go to flask camping whiskey, oh, and geez. it okay. is Redbreast Twelve Cast Strength, which I agree, okay. Cast Strength is what you need because you know it's only a flask. You <clears throat> want to get as much bang for your buck there. Um, but it's just been a. It's like ever since I've really gone camping, at least in my adult life, since I've been enjoying whiskey. I pretty much always bring a flask of Redbreast 12 cast strength. So it's just trusty. It, everyone can appreciate it. It's one of those ones that like no one hates, um, but everyone just like, man, this is good, you know? So that's, yeah, that's kind of mine. You know, you kind of got me though, because that's kind of what I was thinking. But price wise, it is a little expensive to throw in a flask. 
Yeah, what's it like? It's like thing. eighty to one twenty, probably range. Yeah, and I can't and for the life of me can't think of a. I originally was thinking that, but the pricing is what got me. Um, but for the life, I can't think of a cheap cask strength. You know what? I'm, maybe not cask. I'll go because it's camping. And yeah, I'll probably I probably would go old old granddad bottled and bond. Yeah, because I mean I like that pri- price wise. It's you know it's cheap and find it easily um you know it's got a high enough proof on it where you get a little little bite out of it but i can't yeah. think of anything i mean I, I, can you think of anything cast strength that's like cheap cheaper not not so much except for george or stag jr that's about the only other one that's like usually like 65 uh for the cast strength yeah. but that's still a lot you know and you know it's and that's the thing is stag too is it's a little bit hard to come by too it's not for it's sure the easiest one for to sure. find so i'm going camping i'm thinking something easy to find you know, that's probably the way I would do it. Yeah. No, I like that. So well, that's, yeah. that's the ra- finishing up the, the first segment of which whiskey would you choose? We'll have to think of a better name than that, but maybe it'll just stick. Who I, knows? It, it might stick. I think we got to brand it and market it. You know, like the WWJD braces. We'll start selling some yeah. filtered WWYC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our favorite segment of the show. It'll beat out Whiskey World News. Oh, man. Um, so, so that's it for today. Any any other uh, thoughts? Any other things in your first uh, official episode as a co-host, Robbie? Oh man, I'm, I'm just, I do have to say I'm just super excited for this endeavor in general. You know, uh, appreciative of Adam. You know, I've texted him a little bit here and there, kind of about some stuff. And like even yesterday, he gave me the the admin rights to the or whatever to the um, Facebook page because Cole won't nice. do the Facebook, is what he said. Oh, and, that's oh, nice right. of you. <laughs> But you know, I'm just I'm just super grateful for this opportunity in general. You know, and I just hope I'm not the shemp that comes in and replaces Curly kind of thing. Hopefully, we can uh, you know keep people interested and they they enjoy what we bring them. So it's uh, this show's meant a lot to me. So I'm excited to be on this side of things. Well, I'm super excited to have you on this side of things. I think it's uh it's definitely you know like I've mentioned before, it's definitely going to be different. But I'm I'm not uh I'm not worried at all for the future. I'm actually really excited to do it with you. Yeah. Um, so I hope that, uh, listeners out there, I hope you, uh, take, take to, uh, I almost called you Adam. I hope you take to Robbie as much as I have. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll, me and Robbie will explain our history together and, and all the fun things we've done together in the future. Uh, but I hope, uh, you know, you, you continue listening and continue being a part of this and continue to watch this evolve. And I hope you really enjoy it as time goes by, as well as, you know, even just this episode. I've really enjoyed it myself. But most of all, Robbie and listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.